0: Welcome to Lombardi's Legends. Today we had a really special guest wags. Who do we have on the show?
1: So we were uh, joined by Harhard De Beer, um, offensive tackle for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, just a really interesting story, great guy. Um, Hills from South Africa, didn't start playing football until he moved to the US to go to the University of Arizona on a track and field scholarship. Uh, So we really just mainly just talked about his background and and, uh, his path to the NFL and and what he's got going on right now to try to uh, make this crazy career work out for him.
0: Yeah, and I knew I was gonna love this guy as soon as he was like, just call me Beer. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty cool. He was just super friendly, um, really intelligent, clearly an incredibly hard worker. We're really lucky to have him in Green Bay. You can follow him on Instagram at DeBeer67. I encourage you to do that. He puts out a lot of fun videos, but really fun, relaxed interview. And uh, I thought really interesting.
1: Yeah, and I think one of the cool things about having uh, DeBeer on is he you know, um, shared some, you know, interesting anecdotes. This is another guy that went undrafted, but he's just learning his craft. He's just learning how to play football. Mm -hmm. Um, He came from a rugby background. Um, He was an All-American discus, a track and field um, athlete at the University of Arizona. And he's trying to learn just the, you know, uh, a lot of the fundamentals of the game of football that um, that he's trying to catch up and, and still learn a new playbook and and uh, catch on with the new coaching staff and and, and make this uh, roster. So um, he got a little bit of a head start joining the organization um, last season, at the end of last season, but um, just uh, some really interesting insights. And, um, and I think you're really going to enjoy this interview and learning a little bit more about um, one of those uh, Packers that... I think is going to be a real uh, fan favorite. Come uh, uh, training camp, um, check out his jersey. If, if you if you like beer, uh, mm-hmm. getting that big 72 de beer jersey is a good way to go uh, to support him. I think, and uh, and to have some fun while you're at it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, sit back, relax. It's about 30-minute podcast today, uh, and you're going to learn a lot about a really cool guy who happens to be a part of the 13-time world champion Green Bay Packers. So, thank you very much for listening. If you
1: haven't yet, uh, join us on uh, Facebook, uh, follow us on Instagram, and uh, please rate and review us on your podcast uh, application of choice. It um, really helps us and get the word out there. We really appreciate you listening. Thanks so much. Go, pack, go. Go, pack, go.
2: counts in horseshoes and hand grenades there ain't no second place in lambo it's a whole new game you either go big go hard or go on back home you got to feel it in your gut you better want it in your ball.
0: we are so excited to have a Green Bay Packer offensive tackle here on the pod today. Here are DeBeer, welcome to the pod. How you doing, man?
2: I'm doing great, thanks for having
0: me. Well, listen, the first question we have to ask all of our guests, what's it like to be a Green Bay Packer?
2: Uh, you know, to me, it's uh, it's a big honor and a privilege. You know, this is the organization with the richest history out of uh, all the 32 teams in the NFL. So I thoroughly enjoy grasping that too. And uh, for me, it's a big part of being a Packer is understanding, you know, how, how far this team has come in terms of, you know, not just years, but uh, people that have, you know, invested their own money into this team as well. And to me, like I said, that's a huge privilege and an honor to
1: be a part of. Absolutely. and, and Harhard, I know that you asked us to call you De Beer, so we will be doing that here for the rest of the interview. So I, I think I just want to take an opportunity to just uh, get a little bit more about your background. You've a, a really interesting path to the NFL and to the Green Bay Packers. Talk to us a little bit about your origin story as far as getting into uh, football and and how that process went down and how that started.
2: Yeah, so, uh, as a kid, you know, going way back as a kid, I actually did all the different kind of sports that you could pretty much think of. Now, we don't have the American sports like, uh, baseball, uh, baseball, basketball, or, um, uh, football ain't really a sport that we do. So, um, our big sports are rugby, cricket, and soccer, and, um. (laughs) You know, rugby probably outranking all of those just like football outranks in terms of, you know, the people amount or the amount of people that are interested in it. Um, And I grew up my whole life playing rugby. And, you know, if you were a good athlete, you were pretty much expected to go play rugby after school because that's what most people do that do, you know, well in sports. Um, And, you know, for me, that was just a very typical path to follow. And so when the opportunity arose to come to the U.S., I actually originally said no, I wanted to try the South African tracking system first. And, you know, um, that spiked my mind a little bit when I saw a story of Margaret Hunt. He's an Estonian discus thrower uh, that I uh, had heard of uh, through my little cousin. He went to SMU. He w- ended up being a second-round draft pick uh, to the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, I think wow. it was around 2013 or 12. I want to say. And so, he's, he's playing with the Colts right now i believe and uh, you know and it was it was quite uh awesome story to hear and so i wanted to know more about it and um, i was curious you know maybe what if i could try and do that and for me you know playing sports has never been about money or anything like that it was taking a sport that i've never done before and see how far i can get with it you know and obviously i'm not close to as far as i want to be but uh, for me it's important to try and push further you know and, and keep on developing and you know, looking at myself throughout practice, things have really been um, um, improving, you know, in terms of technique work, consistency, mm-hmm. is getting better. And my biggest aiming point out of everything is consistency. And uh, But anyway, going back to it, um, I went to Arizona on a track and field scholarship, um, got recruited there. Now, I knew I was going to walk on to the football team before I got there. Back then, I didn't really oh. know what a walk-on was. I just told the coach, yeah, I would – to Arizona, but if uh, only if you let me play football, so we went over to the football coaches and he said, You know, he's six seven. Back then, I was 230, <laughs> believe it or not. Um, yeah, and what are you yeah. what
0: are you listed at now? I think I saw your list about 312 or so, right?
2: Yeah, no, that's way off. Um, I <laughs> um, I was 325, I think, this morning, so I'm I'm wow. really, yeah, I'm almost 100 pounds heavier. Uh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, it's been, it's been tough gaining all this weight, you know, not just, um, on the the joints and everything, but, you know, just the amount of time and money it took to actually put all that food inside my, uh, my body. But, um, yeah, and uh, I started out as a defensive end, moved to tight end, and eventually, you know, the coaches started telling me, man, you'd be a great blocker. I'm like, okay, I'm not stupid. Just if you want me to move to O-line, I'll do it. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I actually ended up falling in love with the position and the amount of contact that it offered is a really, really uh, pulled me towards it. You know, that's that's something that I really enjoyed.
0: That's awesome. I, I, so was the first time you put on pads in your life uh, in Arizona?
2: Yes. Um, I looked wow. at my locker mate, Luca Bruno. I said, hey, man, um, which side is the front? Which side is the back? How do you put this <laughs> on? He said, he said, are you joking? I said, no. He said, wow, you're here and you've never played a downer football in your life. I said, yeah, why is that such a big deal? And, you know, when I, when I saw the first game and, you know, there's 50,000 people in the stands, I'm like, oh, that's why it's a big deal. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, so a- you
2: know. Yeah, and when I found out, you know, head coaches get paid, you know, whatever they get paid, a lot of money, you know, millions of yeah. dollars. I was like, okay, so this is a pretty important deal. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's <laughs> when I first understood, like, okay, this is what I got into, and it's actually crazy that they even considered me to walk onto this.
1: Well, I was going to say, you probably could have given some of your teammates some, some crap and told them that, you know, we – you do rugby players don't wear any pads at all. So is there anything, just curious with your background in rugby, is there uh, any skills that transferred over that you were able to carry over from rugby uh, into American football?
2: Definitely skills. I wouldn't say the game is anything similar to each other. And the other thing that I would also say is that, uh, you know, the gameplay and the flow of the game with rugby you know there's the guys are a lot lighter believe it or not you know Mm -hmm. i'd be at a great weight if i were 240 pounds to be my position that i was playing which was lock number four or five second row i think they call it in the us so um for me that was actually a pretty good weight to be at but at the at the time it was uh (laughs) yeah um Mm -hmm. yeah it's a little light to be an offensive tackle to say the least but uh but, yeah, so um, yeah, Luca Bruno spent a lot of time great great guy, he and I got uh you know became great friends over the time that he's been there and um yeah there's and there's a lot of stuff that I learned about football just from him, you know, the way he act around coaches and all those kind of things that you know nobody really ever teaches
0: you that's awesome now, now, the big question here is. Did you have Madden before this? Did you play any football, video games, anything like that? Or was it just totally cold turkey walking in uh, to, to Arizona? I
2: played Madden, but don't think that prepares you for anything.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: when somebody tells you, "All right, we're running this play." I mean, Madden's playbook is kind of skinny compared to.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, how thick is that playbook that you're working with? Uh, you know, um, you hear these stories, and they're they're massive at times. Is do you just have a big, thick playbook right now?
2: Yeah, you know, I feel worse for the quarterbacks. I mean. Obviously, they're, they're positioned under more scrutiny than anybody, but, yeah, they they have more to learn than anybody else. And so, um, never mind, you know, we have our protections and different rules based on blitzes and all that kind of stuff and the look they give us, adjustments. But, I mean, these guys have all that, and they need to know where we're going, where the receivers are going, and make a split-second decision. <laughs> so, I, I, I got a lot of respect for a quarterback, man. It's it's pretty crazy to see the stuff that they actually do. So, um, but yeah, so, but yeah, I mean, any, any playbook is, is difficult and thick, especially when you see it for the first time. So.
0: Yeah, I, I can't imagine. And, and I, I got to touch on something you brought up a little earlier. You, you put on a quite a bit of weight to play this position. Uh, that sounds incredibly difficult. I mean, how do you go about doing something like that? I mean, is it pizza and burgers? Is it protein shakes? Is it all of the above? How do you know? Yeah, what does that look was, like, and how long did it take?
2: It was all of the above. Um, my sophomore year, I eventually hit 280 pounds. After camp, I fell down to 270. Um, and then my Rachel. Yeah, I'm sorry. My junior year, um, I ended up getting to 290, I think. Dropped down to 280 for the most part. Um, And then I was, no, excuse me. I lied. I hit 300 pounds for the first time my junior year. Okay. Um, And I was just around 290 for most of the season. And that's actually my redshirt sophomore year, which I played for the first time. Um, You know, I spent two years on the scout team just learning all that kind of stuff and the coaches when they said we're going to be patient with him (laughs) i didn't really understand how patient that meant but uh you know (laughs) i'm forever grateful to rich rodriguez and jim holtjek and their staff for for giving me that opportunity and so uh but yeah anyway it was about eight thousand calories a day i would wow um yeah and it was rough man it wasn't fun Sometimes I threw up at night after I fell fell asleep. And, uh, you know, obviously I had to sleep, so I fell asleep sitting upright. (laughs) Oh, It's it's not a nice story to tell, but, you know, it's part of of my regime, so might as well.
1: And you're, shall we say, a workout warrior. Uh, I think it's safe to say. So can you talk to us a little bit about that and how that might help you moving forward?
2: Yeah, definitely. So, you know, looking at it, me, I was always a big guy on you know, getting stronger, especially when I came in at 240 pounds with with the amount of, you know, weight that I needed. Um, You know, it's it's something that I did struggle with at first uh, was the amount of strength that I actually needed. You know, I was undersized and never mind that, I had no strength to complement my undersized either. Now, I was a strong dude, don't get me wrong, but I was nowhere near, you know, looking at other offensive linemen. I was like, man, I (laughs) cannot move this amount of weight that these guys are, so Uh, But yeah, I I learned um, to love the weight room too, and I I always have, but to a new level where, you know, these strength coaches pushed me, which was pretty awesome because I got got so much better, you know, moving people around became easier. You know, the whole weight uh, addition helped as well, but it was, you know, the coordinated with the strength and the technique incorporated with it uh, that really excelled my play to the next level.
0: I mean that's just uh, I what a dedication right I mean that's incredible to to be doing that and continue to do it I think that a lot of folks listen and they and they maybe they see what's happening on Sundays but what they don't rear Saturdays in college but what they don't see is just the amount of effort that you're putting in day in and day out just to maintain you know your your body type to be able to do the thing that you do best
1: yeah and just a quick plug if anyone wants to see uh, you know, uh, Debeer in action here. You can check him out. I, I was—I I have to say—you uh, had a video on your Instagram, um, Debeer 67. Uh, you were cleaning in socks. I don't know if you have a story about that, or, or you lost yeah. your shoes, or what was going on there.
2: I actually—I actually forgot my shoes that day, and uh, you know, it, it's about a 30-minute drive away from the waiting room. It's like, oh my goodness. I can't go all the way back, and that's a whole hour of time wasted. So I lifted without shoes that day. <laughs> so <laughs> I was, it was it was quite funny, actually. But uh, yeah, it ended up working out all right. And yeah, I actually put up a lot of lifting videos, you know, because like I said, I learned to love the weight room. Um, so I put up a lot of lifting videos uh, and that kind of stuff. And also a lot of uh, different places that I go um, on my social media account. And, you know, uh, for me, I tried to tell all the stories in terms of, you know, failure as well as the successes because... I feel like a lot of people have gotten up to the point where they posted, you know, only things that they want other people to see that is good about them. But they forget about the the hard times that got them there. And But people don't want to show that to anybody. And for me, it's, it's part of the process. I mean, you cannot expect to be successful before you actually put in some work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to me, it's very important to show that, you know, sometimes you fail. I was actually I still haven't posted this. But uh, I have a video of me trying to clean, uh, what was it? I think 400 pounds or something. And, wow. Um, yeah, and I failed that, and I've been meaning to post that, but I just I haven't done so yet. I'm um, I was actually in the process of, you know, making a video of it, but I just never finished it because I couldn't pick a song. A after. Uh, well,
1: we'll yeah. be looking forward to seeing that come out because yeah. that's just oh, crazy. Yeah. Yeah, was, <laughs> I think
2: it was uh, 300 uh huh. what was it three three sixty five three eighty five and then i got uh yeah four hundred but i missed four hundred so <sighs>
0: You, you can't see us.
2: About
0: <laughs> you can't see us right now, Beer, But uh, Wags and I are just shaking our heads at each other. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs>
1: Man, I'm. I'm kind of one of those, you know, short armed guys that can <laughs> bench press a lot, but uh, the, yeah, you know, same. not as impressive as it really looks when when you get down to it. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, I, you know, I, I was curious too, just a little bit more about your athletic background. I mean, you're an all-American track and field athlete at Arizona. Um, yeah and you were very successful as a discus thrower Uh, do you have any aspirations uh, do you think you'd ever want to represent south africa um, as an olympic athlete or, or or isn't that something that you're interested in
2: you know i am interested in it but in the same respect you can't have it all um the the type of training that comes along with football it's muscular endurance and it's extremely explosive but in the same respect like you have to be able to do 50 explosive reps versus the type of training we do for track is way different. And so they just don't complement each other as much as I Mm -hmm. wish they did. And uh, the problem is that if I want to do that, I'd have to pick one or the other. I can't do both. Mm -hmm. Got it. And so um, I've chosen football because, uh, first of all, like I said earlier, I have fell in love with the game. But secondly, you know, I can always go back to track, pick up a discus and start off if I wanted to, but if you you know take a year off from football, that will not vote well for you in try in terms of trying to come back. There's very few people that have ever done that. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, and and I mean transitioning into that, there's this new coaching staff here, new offensive line coach, new assistant offensive line coach. Um, how how are you enjoying this this process? I mean, you've got some new people to work with. Uh, is it hasn't been enjoyable because you know you are a guy who's newer to the game and i bet that they walk in and they see you and they're probably just jacked up to be able to work with you
2: yeah you know it's been fun having the new coaches around I, and they i didn't get to know the previous coaching staff that well unfortunately but you know the, the awesome thing about this offense is it has an answer for everything um you know and so that's that's something that i really enjoy is the fact that um you know it, it puts you in a place to be successful and make a success of it. So to me, that's really fun. Um, and you know, this is the third playbook I'm trying to learn within two years. Oh. So, uh, yeah, getting to the Bills, you know, that was thick enough by its own.
0: Um, mm-hmm. And I
2: struggled because in in Arizona, you know, we um, all we ran was spread offense. You know, and we pretty much ran the same play over and over and over. Um, so I can run inside zone until I puke, and I'd be great at it, but. Uh, you know, when it came to we never ran trap, we never ran, uh, you know, these multiple multi personnel plays and stuff like that, which made it pretty difficult to adjust um, to things.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it's 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 wild to just c- continue and to learn. I mean, you're you're still you know, you're learning your craft while you're learning these playbooks. I can't imagine that the, the amount of effort you're putting in now. You come to Green Bay, uh, you're signed to the practice squad, I believe like late November of last season.
2: Um, That's correct. I gotta, week
0: 13, yeah. Week 13, yeah. So I got to ask you, what were your impressions of, of the city of Green Bay, the fans, you know, the team? Because it, Green Bay, man, is its own animal. And I'm just kind of yeah, curious what your take was. You know,
2: um, in Buffalo, they talked about the best fan base in the world. And um, to their own right, um oh, sorry about that. Can you still hear me? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Um and to their own right, they're they're a great fan base. But uh when it came to the Packer fans, um I uh I got to experience a new level of that and that was pretty cool to be a part of too because I had people just to give you an idea, I had somebody reach out to me over Instagram from Czech Republic. And they shipped me a shirt all the way from Czech Republic um, (laughs) because they have a Green Bay Packer fan base out there. Fan club, actually. And they shipped a T-shirt all the way out of Europe um, to the Packers facility. So, yeah, it's got my name on it. It says The Beer 72 and the 72 is written in cheese. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, just so you know, your loyalty now or royalty in Green Bay, uh, probably forever. Uh, once a Green Bay Packer, always a Green Bay Packer. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do hope that you have a good long career with the organization. Um, but but uh, yeah, it's definitely exciting. Is Was there any, you know, Speaking of Green Bay, anything that was sort of a culture shock to you? It's a smaller town. It's definitely not a big city, but it's a little bit of a different place, like Dane was saying. Um, and we love it. Uh, that's we're used to it. But you know, for those of us that are used to it, what was something that was you know a, a little bit different for you uh, coming in and uh, with fresh eyes, and especially coming in from that non-American perspective as well?
2: Yeah. Uh, one thing I'd say, like, I love cheese, man, but this is next level. Uh, <laughs> first off, uh, but it, I did have the best cheese curds in my entire life, and I uh, I, I'm trying to remember where this was, but I want to say it was at uh, Tidal Town Brewery, uh, downtown. Um, just mm-hmm. across the brewery, they have a restaurant as well, uh, which was really awesome. So they, um, they had, and I had a peanut butter and, uh, what was it? Peanut butter and bacon burger.
0: Oh man. I, yeah, was, I want one is, of those right now. Yeah,
2: there was peanut butter. I don't think it comes more American than that. You know, there's no. peanut butter, bacon, and a patty on it. And that was it. It's like a sandwich with bacon and a <laughs> patty instead of, you know, other stuff. But, um, yeah. and you know other thing is you, you gotta understand I was in South Africa man we don't we don't really get cold weather it's very tropical actually it doesn't get too hot doesn't get too cold and the humidity is very mild so year round you know we never really drop below freeze point and we never really go above ninety five uh, which is awesome but uh, and then I went to Tucson and so lo and behold you know I end up in Green Bay where it's like the exact opposite versus you know nine months of winter versus nine months of summer
1: yeah. well if you i don't know if you ever did any surfing um mm-hmm. in south africa uh, dane here used to think he could be a surfer but it didn't, uh, didn't work out did too well probably being probably from Wisconsin. yeah it's a little bit different obviously on snow but you can always try out we could, you know you can go to that local ski hill and, and see if you can <laughs> make that work out too to. Uh, to pass by some of those colder winter days but uh, oh
2: yeah no i actually did ski for the first time in uh, nice. austria this year which was that was a lot of fun but i think i'm too heavy to turn because i was trying to turn and i just i kept on sliding on the side of the ski
0: <laughs> towards the
2: same direction i'm like turn damn it turn and it just didn't work so, so I, you I, gotta yeah.
0: post that to your, to, to uh De Beer 67 man you gotta post that i want to see that video
2: Yeah. You know, there's, there's no video. There's a little video where I come, uh, down towards the end going really slow, just pizzaing my skis, trying to stop. But, uh, that's about it. It's very anticlimactic and unexciting, but if you want, I could put it up there.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. Um, listen, I, we don't want to take up too much of your time, but I, I did see that you were recently at, um, at Miller park, right? You got a tour of, of Miller park here in Milwaukee. Um, yeah, yeah, what, they uh, took was us that? on the
2: field, uh, yeah. took us through the dugout, you know, showed us the, the player club, uh, the players club, excuse me, with their locker room and their, their whole thing that they do with the coaches rooms. And it was, and it was really to see, you know, um, it's, it's the same, but it's so different, you know, um, first of all, just in sheer size. I mean, we're 90 people on the roster right now. You got to understand how big a locker room that is. Yeah. Um, they got, you know, a lot of other people um, as well on the staff, but I feel like football, in terms of size, is just so much bigger, and I can just imagine basketball, what that looks like, you know, um, mm-hmm. so it, it's the same, but it's different, they, they have the training room, their weight room, I mean, when I saw their weight room, I'm like, yeah, these guys don't really lift, <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, well, not at least the way we do, you know, but they have they have so much of the skill set, and I have a lot of uh, respect for them too, pitchers as well. I mean, the amount of you know, it's 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 the most incredible thing to hit a ball at that speed. And it's mm-hmm. also, I held a baseball. Uh, I never knew it was that small. Actually, they gave me one. Um, I have it actually here on my desk. But yeah, awesome. uh, and uh, I took it home with me. And I'm like, damn, this ball is actually really small. So trying to hit that little small ball and you know, timing it up to hit it at the stadium, it's it's pretty impressive.
0: For sure. And did I see Flo Rida was there as well? I mean, That's that correct. Yeah, that was man. actually kind
2: of a surprise uh, performance. Uh, but you know, he's he's an incredible showman, and uh, I had a lot of his stuff on my story uh, that day. But it it was it was pretty cool, you know. I, and I'd forgotten how many hits that guy actually has.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, sure. and 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 you and you mentioned earlier posting the video, but you couldn't figure out the music. Uh, do you have what, what, what kind of music are you listening to? Do you get hyped anything on game day? You know, what's what's kind of your your mix? Uh,
2: my go-to thing on game day is old school Linkin Park.
0: Awesome.
2: Yeah, yeah, like uh, all right. Uh, this this might take me a second, but let's see. There's uh, man. Okay, I can, the lyrics are, I don't know what I'm fighting for. Yeah, I don't remember the songs' names right now, but there's about 10, 10 of them that I listen to, which is, oh, Breaking the Habit, that's the one. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's Numb, um, there's, I mean, there uh, that I just listened to before game day, and also my favorite band right now is by far imagine dragon so you know anything that just gets me in the mood to get excited for something um it doesn't matter i'm not a big, big guy f- to have music to motivate me at all um i believe in internal motivation so yeah
1: well i'm getting jacked just thinking about some of those songs coming through playing back through my head so uh we'll yeah. have to We'll have to uh, to get that uh, music following some of the pregame uh, tailgate parties and yep. make sure that everyone knows that it's your anthem, so that we can kind of be in sync <laughs> on game day. So. Um, For so sure. we'll, For sure. listen listen man I know that you're busy and and you've got the uh, OTAs going on right now so um uh, like Dane said uh, we don't want to take up any more of your time really appreciate you taking some time out of your night to join us and um, so that we can share a little bit more about you and your story uh, with uh, fellow Packer fans uh, and uh, um, Best of luck to you. We'd love to have you back on if you're uh, willing
0: to talk a little bit, maybe a little bit more about football uh, at some point down the road. Certainly let us know. And we'll see you at camp as well. We'll be there in August. We're looking forward to it.
2: Oh, perfect. Make sure to say hi.
0: Definitely. Thanks, Debeer.
2: All right. Thanks for having me, guys. See you.
1: Thanks so much for listening. That concludes our interview with Gerard De Beer. Uh, so again, please uh, check us out on Facebook and on Instagram, uh, Twitter, uh, and uh, please rate and review us wherever you download your podcast. Thanks so much uh, again for listening, and go pack go.